Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. Now, as copywriters, how many times have I said copywriter? Lots. As copywriters, we know that one thing we have far too little of is time. But is it actually possible for us to delegate some of our work to others? I'm not talking about subcontracting copywriting work to more junior writers. I'm talking about handing off day-to-day admin to another human. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, in today's episode, we're talking about working with virtual assistants or VAs. Is using a virtual assistant a good way to grow your copywriting business? What tips do we have to share about making the most of your VA relationship and what are the common pitfalls? So if you've ever wondered if hiring a VA could be the solution to your time and admin nightmares, this is the episode for you. Hello, my name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the Recipe for SEO Success online learning hub. And with me, I nearly forgot to introduce her, is the beautiful and divine and squidgy Belinda Weaver. That's me, squidgy. My name is Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter as well. My business is Copyright Matters and I'm the creator of the Copywriting Masterclass. Okay, so we don't do our little getting to know you questions anymore, but I wanted you to tell me, Belinda, did anything nice happen this week? Have you had a win this week? Well, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. Well, I was. It's it's going to be really boring because it's weather related, but of course, it's winter here in the states, and I think this week we've pivoted from winter to spring and we've had a couple of days of really nice sunny almost warm weather you know that feeling when you're kind of coming out of winter and you just get a little bit of nice weather and you sometimes like I'm feeling good and feeling happy and it's kind of warm and I went out for a few days without a jacket and it was just kind of nice it just really boosted my mood but you do live in a very sunny place where it's never really winter yeah, that is true. But you know what happens? Um, it's kind of like when you live in Brisbane, it's warm all the time. Yeah, that's right. So for California, it got quite cold. <laughs> what about you? Um, the schools went back this week. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be a few weeks ago. But yeah, schools went back. And while I have really enjoyed uh, having lots of time with my son, obviously very difficult to work in school holidays. And it just, I had a day yesterday where I have also had my parents staying with me. So I had a day yesterday where my husband was out, my mom and dad were out, my son was out. It was just me and Pomplemousse oh. plowing through the copy. It was really good. Nice. Anyway, today we're talking about time and time management and really how to use virtual assistants. So I think a good place to start would be what is a virtual assistant? Because we assume everyone knows, but not everyone does know. Um, So virtual assistants are generally people who help with your business. That can be quite broad what they do. We're going to come on to that. Usually they work remotely, hence the word virtual. So you don't actually meet in person. They don't share your office. They're on the other end of a phone, on Skype, and on a computer. Uh, many times when we think of virtual assistants, we think of them as working overseas. So, you know, via sites like Upwork, where you hire an assistant in another country. The idea, obviously, is that they charge less per hour than you or 
not necessarily, or they have more expertise in an area than you. So it works out more cost effective for them to do work for you. So say they're an expert bookkeeper, they may actually charge the same rate as you, but what would take you eight hours to work out will take them one. So it actually works out more effective. So I guess the first question is, Belinda, have you ever used a virtual assistant? Yeah, I've had a virtual assistant, Kirsty, for a few years. Um, we kind of stopped working together when I pivoted my business when my first kid was born um, and it kind of slowed down, but we're taking up with each other again. It's quite lovely. Um, what about you? You've, you've got a great virtual assistant now, but you've used a few over the years, haven't you? Yeah, I've been really lucky. My first virtual assistant, I think, was two, four four years ago. It was a lady called Chantelle, um, and she was amazing. I'm going to have to stop briefly, guys. Uh, don't let's let's not edit this out, Linda. I need to let my dog out of the tomb cave. Oh, so you right. can all listen in. Listen in as I do this. Just talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Pump him out with a shake. Oh my goodness! There you go, Pump He's free. He's free. <laughs> Free. Yeah, so I had um, a lovely virtual assistant called, oh, and now he's howling. Uh, I had a lovely virtual assistant called Chantelle. She was amazing. Um, and then she very selfishly got a full-time job. I'm joking. But it was a real loss when she left. And that's something we'll talk about today as well. Now I have an amazing virtual assistant, Leanne Woff, um, who really I... I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't live without. I'm sure I could, but she's, she's rather wonderful. So, yes. And I've kissed a few VA frogs over the years as well, so I'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, so, I guess let's start with the whys. Why use a VA? Now, lots of you have been listening to this thinking, I barely make enough money to pay myself, thank you very much. Why on earth would I be thinking about using a VA? Um, and the as time goes on, and as hopefully you do get busier, you will find that there's less and less time for actual writing. And, you know, many of us started being copywriters because we felt we were good at writing. You know, we can sling some words together. But maybe we're not so good at the other aspect, the untalked about aspect of being a copywriter, which is actually running your business. It's tough. Not all of us are good at it. Not all of us are super organized. We spend too much time on admin. Uh, we're not great at bookkeeping or project management. And, you know, we are therefore not using our skill as much as we should be because we're wasting hours and hours doing tiny tasks. And that's just not cost effective. It's best to spend your time doing what you're good at and what you can charge the most for. And also, let's be honest, a lot of what we do as copywriters is quite repetitive. A lot of the things that we do, we do again and again and again, and, and they can be fairly easily turned into processes and delegated to somebody else. When you hit upon those kind of things, you know that's not profitable work. You know, spending time on the kind of task that could actually easily be done by someone else with um, with a bit of skill. I was just going to say, you know, anyone else, but VAs are very, very skilled and they're usually very on the ball. So, it's not just anyone, but yeah, it's the kind of tasks that aren't as profitable as um, getting someone else to do them. They're, they're the ones you need to outsource. So, well, you know, I think when we talk about what virtual assistants can do, it can be a bit hard to get your head around at first. I really struggled. Um, my VA, Kirsty, I was actually, I met her at a coffee, regular Twitter coffee thing. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I understand the concept of what you do, but I can't understand if, how I could relinquish 
control over some of the things I do because clearly no one could do it as well as me. (laughs) But what we want to do is we want to give you a whole lot of examples of things that bookkeepers can commonly do to get some, um, get your brains churning. And the first one I want to the highlight VAs, is. The VAs could do. You said bookkeepers there. Oh, right. Oh, well, I want to talk about bookkeeping. That's why. Oh, Sorry. You gave it away. You, it was a beautiful segue. Ah, thanks for the pickup, yeah. Kate. Uh, so, yes, everyone acts surprised. Bookkeeping. <laughs> you know, reconciling accounts, raising invoices, chasing invoices, oh, debt collection, entering bills into your accounting system, preparing your BAS, which is your business activity statement in Australia, generating reports that you should be reading regularly, kind of all those money things. Each of these things might not take a lot of time. They might take a long time, but they're things that you can get someone else to get started and finish so that you can get on with writing, which is usually the most profitable thing we can do. And many people assume that you can only get a bookkeeper to do these kind of things, but a lot of VAs are fantastic bookkeepers as well. So, you know, when you're thinking about what can a VA do for me, ask yourself, does this task require specific expertise or could someone follow a set of steps and get it done for me? Yeah, and you'll find when you are, if you do start looking for virtual assistants, lots of them come with like a superpower. So maybe they come from a web development background or they come from a bookkeeping background. So Leanne, my VA, was in previous life a bookkeeper. So she's very good at all that kind of of thing. And as Belinda said, you know, maybe you only spend a couple of minutes a day doing these sorts of things, but that could all be bundled up to one hour a week of hiring someone else to do all your finances on one day, get everything organized, tell you how you're doing, and it might work. So, you know, that's all the financial bits. And one thing I will say that's super useful there is chasing up invoices. Just a quick Mm -hmm. point on that. One thing I like about using a VA to send out invoices and to chase them up is it's the level of detachment. It means that I am not having that conversation with the client. I'm not being the debt collector. It means that I can keep our relationship kind of sweet and about the copy and all creative and loving because my Leanne is the bad guy. She chases yeah. them, not me. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Leanne doing that. It's not me. I still love you. Um, and also she's really can be quite scary. So people generally respond when she emails them. So it's much more powerful. Mm. Uh, so that's a top tip. Now, another thing that I found really important for me, because I do, I think at last count, have six websites. I don't know. There might be another one. Who knows? I might have started one before the show. Um, so my views <laughs> have always helped a lot with website-related things. So maintaining my site, taking backups, updating plugins safely, not randomly clicking all your plugins and updating them and breaking your site. Obviously, adding blog posts and pages pages, revamping blog posts, auditing content, adding images, adding images, fixing bugs, all that kind of stuff, anything website related. Now, of course, again, you might have to do a bit of training with your VA to ensure that they understand your platform. But again, once if you go out there and say, hey, look, part of what I need you to do is maintain my WordPress site or my Squarespace site, then you're going to find a VA who already has those skills, ideally. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as you said, like, that's a a bit more technically savvy. Um, So, if that's what you want, definitely have that as one of your requirements. And if you're going to be talking to a few VAs, um, and you should be, because this is all about finding the right partner, I I think as listeners, you'll, you'll know that you'll see that finding a VA is very much what your clients are going through when they're looking for a copywriter. So, you have to think about what it is you actually want 
from this person and talk to them about it. Yeah, so I just I wanted to jump in there and just say something. One little thing that I did when I was kissing a lot of frogs was I gave VAs a single task. I said, "Can you upload this blog post to a site?" Um, and I didn't give them. I you know I said, "Look at the other blog posts. Take that's all the guidance I'm going to give you." You know, because I kind of wanted to see how much they could do on their own, and that was a real eye opener for me. People who said they could do WordPress really couldn't people who you know didn't get the concept of having one screen open and another screen open and looking at one blog post and going well usually she has her headlines in this color so I'm going to guess that she probably wants her headline this color it was a really interesting it really helped me my mum would say cut the wheat from the chaff yeah and see who is you know and somebody who said look you didn't tell me to do this but I noticed she'd done it on every other blog post so I did it you know, that's what you want. That's what you really, really want. Yeah. So you can give people little tasks. You maybe can't give people tasks on your bookkeeping because that's a bit private. But with WordPress stuff, you can definitely say, hey, just just tell me how long it took you to do that blog post as well. You know, because if it takes them six hours, maybe they're not the right VA for you. Right. Yeah, that's a fantastic tip. And that would actually work with any of the things that we're going to list from here on in. Yeah. That's a super tip. And we're also going to loop back to kind of how you can find a great VA. But yeah. that is fantastic. Good share, Kate. Thank you. Um, so transcribing is another thing that VAs will commonly offer. Now, obviously, you can. There's Rev um, and other automated tools where you you load up your um, audio file and it spits out um, the transcription for you. The challenge with those is accents can yes. be particularly tricky um, and so you, you always have to spend more time proofreading it as well which of course you could get a VA to do and there are people who do transcribe transcription services um, as a specialist service but a lot of VAs do this as well so um, this is you know where you're doing interviews with guests you're doing podcasts there's lots of reasons where you might have some audio it might be a copywriting brief you yeah. might get your VA to actually go through and listen to your brief and add notes to your document. Have you done much transcription with your VA? Well, I think I'm, I use Rev, um, but it is quite expensive. You know, it's $1 a minute. Um, they do have now um, a sort of AI version, but it just doesn't understand my accent at all. So, you know, I guess the point of all of this is you could get a bookkeeper and a web developer and a transcription person. But the great thing about virtual assistants is that often they have multiple skills. So you're only dealing with one mm -hmm. person and that at one rate, and then you can prioritize what jobs they do. And I find that so much easier because I ended up having like a Downton Abbey staff of people who could all do one <laughs> thing you know yeah. this person could polish my shoes and this person could clean the silver and I just wanted one person who could polish the shoes and polish the silver so yeah. that's I think where VAs can be obviously it depends on the VA but they have multiple skill sets and that can really be a time saver as well. And, you know, also one thing I did with Kirsty is I started off with one thing and then I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of nice. And I just gave her more and more stuff. So we're talking about all these things that VAs can commonly do, but you might not meet a VA and say, all right, here's everything. Yes. You might yes. just do it gradually. At the end, like how to build up the work effort. I think that's such yeah. a good point. 
And, and, you know, maybe it's good to start with the most important thing to you and then start building on the other things. And the, the next thing that you could use a VA to do is all social media related things. We all know how we feel the pressure to be on social media, to you know be putting ourselves out there. You know, so perhaps you can get a VA to make a list of every blog post you've written and upload them all into something like Hootsuite or Buffer and schedule them all. So all your content is scheduled for the next three months. If you run a little group for your copywriting clients, you know, you could have some, they could help, you know, usher people into the group, post little content things, create little graphics in Canva, uh, answer questions. So all social media related stuff. And, you know, I find that what I do with my VA is, you know, I'll put together a 30 days worth of social media content and then she will schedule it across all the different platforms. Then now it's a lot easier because all the, the character lengths are becoming more uniform, mm. but you know, she'll schedule it on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and she'll do this type of post on a Tuesday and this type of post on a Friday. And I don't therefore have to think about my social media. I mean, I still go in and post things randomly, but de- I know that I have got stuff going out every single day and that makes me feel good. Yeah, and that's that's scheduling such a time saver. Um, I did the same thing. Kirsty used to go through. um, She would actually read my blogs and then pick out little nuggets that um, she would draft up as things I could share on social media. Um, And then I would approve the content and she would schedule it as well as old posts and guest posts and all that kind of stuff because the the click, click, click of the scheduling is really, really time-consuming. And Uh, and I don't like it. I find it. I get confused and I get drowsy. Repetitive tasks like that, they're okay, but they're not, It's uh, you know, and and I'm probably going to insult every virtual assistant out there. They're all different. But, you know, some of the virtual assistants I've worked with, they don't mind spreadsheets and repetitive tasks. You know, they kind of – geek out on it a little bit so you know don't I think I think it's a really important point to make and something that took me a while to get over I used to apologize for the jobs that I was handing through I'd be like I'm really sorry this is such a boring job that I'm gonna ask you to do and they were like it's not boring now you've told me it's boring it feels quite boring but don't you know that just don't assume just because you don't enjoy something that someone else doesn't love it you know, yeah, I think that's important. And and part of this whole process is you got to ask yourself, well, what requires my expert my expertise? And maybe it's writing the content. So I wrote the blog, and um, yeah. Kirsty did all the admin around the blog. And Kirsty used to also um, create my newsletters when I had a newsletter and a blog. So I'd write the content, and she'd take care of the formatting and the graphics and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. And it was a huge, huge time saver. So the thing is, when you're thinking about hiring a VA, is what do you need to do where's your expertise best spent and then everything else you can hand over so um, another proofreading and document preparation um, what I'm talking about is prepping proposals from templates prepping terms and conditions and maybe other contractual documents for signing updating price lists any other client facing info now all this kind of stuff you might think oh it actually doesn't take me that long or I'm essential to the process but the fact of the matter is you're not really. Um, a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast is having repeatable processes and creating templates. And you have so many of them in your clever copywriting school, Kate, because it makes life so much easier. So for me, I used to say to Kirsty, I've got this client, this is the project, here are some, a couple of bullet points. And she used to come back with a proposal 
or created because I had all the templates there. And rather than spending an hour on the document, I would spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes customizing it. So it felt super, super personal. And these are the kind of things that you can get someone else to do. Yeah, a really good idea. And again, you know, we'll we'll talk about process as well. You know, if you have any kind of project management tool, I used to have like a set new client uh, process. And so when I got a new client, I would shoot it to my BA. So here's the name of the client. She would set up that process, email them, give them the logins to the platform, upload the timeline. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I used to, um, you know, talk, that's a great point about general business support. I used to get I used to, you know, go to networking events um, and then email Kirsty pictures of all the business cards that I collected. And she would put them in the, oh put them in the CRM for me. That's so cool. Right? Did people actually give them to you or did you like steal them from their wallets? <laughs> oh, you know what it's like at networking events. Like, oh, here's my card. Here's my card. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah no you one know. ever gives them cards. Yeah. And I'm I like, kind of stay, I stay near the nibbles table and don't talk to anybody at networking. <laughs> But, you know, that's the kind of thing where you go, oh, I've got a stack of these things and I should really have done something with those. Well, a VA can put them in a CRM, make a, a, an email list in your email marketing tool and uh, create an email that goes out automatically after every networking event. I found that, you know, made me look awesome and I didn't really have to do anything. But, you know, uh-huh. other things is research. I used to get Kirsty to do a lot of research for me. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I've never, I've never done that. Um, that. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, particularly for example, um, I need to get some insurance for my business. Can you find out what options are available? Yeah. No, you're right. I I did actually use Liam um, recently for the copywriting conference in Sydney and said, you know, can you just find out all the hotels nearby, how much they charge, ring them up, find them if they'll give us a special deal, put it all into a document, boom, you know, and that was so so useful. But hey, I think we should probably move on. Mm -hmm. We've kind of sold VAs, I think. So (laughs) how to find a VA? Um, What are the pros and cons of overseas versus local? So what do you think about overseas VAs? Um, well, obviously, they're usually cheaper because they're usually mm-hmm. working in a place where the cost of living is a lot lower. Um, most of them have a way to track their work. Like that's often a, a thing that is offered with a service that you can either do. I know some people you can like tune in to what they're working on at any point. And yeah, kind of you get with Upwork, you get screen grabs of their screen while they're working on you so you can make sure that they're actually working on your stuff. Right, which is, you know, I think it's kind of cool on the face of it, but I have to admit I prefer to find someone I just trust to do yeah. the work. <laughs> and I know people who have had a huge success, like, oh, my VA is in the Philippines and she's amazing and, and that's all very well and good. But I've heard probably more stories where a language barrier kind of makes it a bit hard to explain tasks and you often get the impression that they understand what's going on or they say they can do something like your WordPress example and they can't. So things, they might be cheaper, but they take twice as long or even longer to do something and you're frustrated and disappointed with the standards. So... That's that's my yeah, summary. I, I tried um, some overseas VAs, and one thing I found was uh, you know the lack of common humour uh, and common language. One of my VAs always called me mom, which I found really disturbing. I was like, "Call me Kate, call me Kate," and she just wouldn't. Um, so that you know that can be really challenging. But lots of people do have amazing success stories, and you know have people that they then go out and visit and become friends with. So I don't think we can dismiss it out of hand. No. Um, I think 
local VAs, obviously, it's a different kettle of fish, um, fettle of quiche, as I like to say. They are accountable. Most of the local VAs will have their own business, so they have a reputation to protect. Um, you know, they want to do well for their business. Obviously, with overseas VAs, they're fairly anonymous. They're on a big site. They can get rid of their profile in a day and come back as someone else. Um, I think... It's so important to get on with your VA. You've got to have a similar sense of humor. You've got to be able to trust them. You've got to be able to, because you're going to be talking to them a lot and they're going to have a very intimate knowledge of you and your business and how you work. So yes, they cost more. Of course they cost more, but that's what you're paying for, that relationship, the trust, the accountability. And yeah, I kind of think it works out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, these obviously are not attributes that you'll only get with local VAs. No, clearly anyone could have these attributes, but I think it's, I think it'll be more easily verifiable. Yeah. That's working with local people. Mm. Um, what's the, what's the going rate for a VA in Australia? I'm sure people would be thinking of that. Like how much am I going to be forking out? Yeah, I mean, I guess it varies from country to country. I know that on um, Upwork, you can find VAs for six US dollars an hour, around that sort of price, all the way up to 50, 60 US dollars an hour. In Australia, it depends again. It depends on skill set and how long they've been running. At the time of us recording this, which is kind of February 2018. Mm-hmm. Is it 18? Yeah, we're here, we're here. I think it's anywhere between $35 an hour to $65 an hour. It really does depend on what skills they have. Like if they are a professional trained bookkeeper, you might be paying a bit more. If they have editing skills or, you know, we didn't touch on things like video editing and design and this, you know, it really does depend. Much like a copywriter, you kind of have to look beyond the hourly rate and kind of look at the whole picture. I yeah, think. absolutely. Absolutely. And going back, you know, I remember when I first started talking to Kirsty, there was a moment where I was like, oh, how much? Oh my God. Um, but she works fast. She works well. And I absolutely trust her. And I think that's, that's worth the money. Well, look, we're going to stop now because unusually on the Hot Copy Podcast, we would like to talk about a fabulous advertiser. Because as we're speaking about virtual assistants, I wanted to let you all know that I found my brilliant VA, Leanne, through a company called Virtually Yours. It's a VA network run by Rosie Shillow, and it's the go-to place for all things outsourcing. So if you are listening to this and thinking, I would like a VA, go to www.virtuallyyours.com. And we'll include a link to Rosie's virtual assistant group on the show notes for this podcast. And she's also got a bit of a special offer there as well. So whether you are looking for a virtual assistant or you're a copywriter who also does a bit of virtual assistant stuff on the side, it's well worth checking out virtually yours. Back to the episode. Thanks, Rosie. Um, I know. We're going to talk now about how to train your VA. So it takes time. It takes time. Like I love, Kate, your idea of like give them one task, give it to multiple people, see how long it takes them to do it, and you'll get a you get a lot of red flags or you get a lot of green lights. I think you have to be patient. As you said, you're going to be talking to this person a lot. You're going to be giving them hopefully more and more work to do. So. You have to allow yourself some time for things to take a bit longer than it's going to take you because you're explaining stuff 
to someone else. Um, and this is where most people will struggle because you think, oh, it's just quicker for me to do it myself. Like I just want to do it myself. It's faster. But it's not. This is an investment. And I think maybe three months to get the whole big picture. You don't have to trial every VA for three months, but I think by the end of three months, you will know if it's working for you or not. And the big question here is how much do you charge per hour? How much do they charge per hour? And think about the most menial things that you're doing that you can give them to do. So I think a good VA should be able to understand what you need done, grasp the process you're explaining, ask questions when they need more information and make suggestions on improving the process. Yeah, great tips. I mean, I've been through a few virtual assistants in my time, not because I'm a terrible boss, just because life happens. Um, And I feel with Leanne, poor Chantelle almost, you know, she suffered through me working out how to be a good client to a virtual assistant. And I feel like I've perfected it a bit better with Leanne. Leanne might not agree with that. She might think I'm a nightmare. But uh, what I did was that I used a task software. So I use Asana. And that's where I have a project for Leanne. I put every job that I need her to do in there. I can add assets to it, a deadline. I, we can talk on it as well. So the great thing about Asana is it has a messenger function, a conversation function, where I can we can just chat. If you don't want to use Asana, you could obviously use Skype Messenger or Slack. Lots of people like Slack as well for having conversations because you don't want to be emailing back and forth for her to Mm. say things like hey do I did you mean that you want this blue or did you really want it red because everything else is red um you also don't want to be on the phone all day so the good thing about you know messenger and asana is that she can ask a question on one project obviously not maybe not get an answer straight away move on to something else and then I can put my answer in later on that day and she can come back to that task so that was important I get my VA to write a, a sort of I call it a VA bible a Cape Tune a manual on how to handle Cape Tune and it's you know it's how to do certain processes, you know, passwords, logins, steps, but also silly little things. Like I'll say stuff like, hey, just so you know, I really hate that font. So, you know, that you've used in that Canva graphic. So my favorite fonts are this one and this one. Now you're not going to remember to tell your VA all that stuff up front because it's oodles of things. But what I do is every time something like that happens, I say, hey, just make a note of that in the document. And then if for whatever reason my VA does have to move on or if she, if I'm away, she's always got that document to refer back to. Um, another tip, I've got a few people, wait with me, is I use Loom a lot. We must remember to include a link to Loom in the show notes. It's a software uh, that you can install in your browser, Chrome browser, and it allows you to make little videos of what you're doing on your screen. So it's a free screen capture software. So often if I have something to explain, what I do is I write a little note in Asana, but then I'll make a video of me doing the thing and talking over the top of it. So, you know, this is how you add email addresses to active campaign. You do this, you click here, press this button, and then you can, as soon as you click the Loom button again, it creates a little copy and pasteable link. You can drop that into Asana and then she can watch you doing the thing and keep all those videos. So next time, come back to the task, you don't have to explain it again. That's that's awesome. I just like and that's there's no there's no kind of room for error there. Yeah, I mean, there's still things open to interpretation, but it's really, really useful. And it goes well with with a written brief as well. Like, you can't just do the loom. I think you have to provide some 
consequence. And I mean, I think what you said is perfectly right. The first three months, it will feel like everything you asked the BA to do, you could have done faster yourself. So you have to treat this as an investment. Obviously, with repetition comes speed. So tasks that would have taken Leanne an hour and a half, she now does in five minutes. Um, but also, it's the connection between tasks. So as you mentioned at the beginning, maybe you start the person off doing one thing in, in a flow of things. But then after that, you teach them the next step and the next step. An example here is when I get jobs through from the Clever Copywriting School, we like to post them in the group and then send people out. We select a few people and send them out. So you know, the email comes comes in, we reply to the person, we put a post in a group, we add it to a spreadsheet, we then reply to the person. It's a process which involves logging into three or four different softwares, filling out a spreadsheet. No way could that have been explained in one go. But now as soon as an email comes into an inbox, I don't even have to tell Leanne to do it. She just does it the whole thing. You see what I mean? Yeah. But that took time. And, and most importantly, it takes trust. I am a huge micromanager. Um, I was a project manager. So I'm like, I know this should take 6.2 minutes because it takes me 6.2 minutes. And it took a long time to get to the point where I could just say to Leanne, you actually know what you're doing. I'm just going to leave you alone. And most of the time I still do that. Occasionally I have moments where I'm like, hey, just for today, can you tell me how long each thing is going to take? Because I really want to be on top of it today. But honestly, if you micromanage your VA then it's going to be painful. You've got to learn to trust them. That takes time. But once you do, you can get to the point, which is the point we all want to get to, which is where you give them a task and you just know it will be completed. And probably, this is the horrible thing with Leanne, probably better than I could myself. Yes. So yes. that's the that's the that's the nirvana we're all aiming for. Yeah. I know I just always appreciated when Kirsty would say, Have you thought of doing it this way? Like I could create a spreadsheet and put it in, I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it that way. I know. So you can't be too rigid in how you do things because a better way might reveal itself. Yes, yeah, so many good ideas have come from Jan. The other thing she does, which is a lifesaver, is say, you know you asked me to do this, but two weeks ago you told me never to do that, so I'm just going to check, you know, because I'm quite yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's turn everything blue. And she's like, do you mean this, Kate? And that's really good as well. So we now have a little area in Asana, which is like, I think it's called something like Kate's Mad Ideas, where I just dump things in and she doesn't act on them straight away. We have a discussion about them first because I have nice. mad ideas. Um, so talking of Leanne, she's, she's been, she, her ears must be burning. I had a little chat with my VA uh, to ask her what works well when it comes to being a copywriter's VA. So shall I play that for you, Belinda? Oh, yes, please. Hello, Leanne Woff. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so we're talking today about virtual assistants. And of course, you are my virtual assistant. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to have you. Um, I have a dog barking wildly in the background, but that is my life. And we're not going to do this again, people, because this is the third time we've attempted it. Uh, the, <laughs> joys, the joys of podcast. So um, you've been working with me for about a year and a half. Let's start with a really honest question. Are you enjoying it? I am. I really enjoy working with you. She has to say that, people. Um, and we were going to, we, you know, we've talked a little bit about the sorts of things uh, VAs can do for, for you. And obviously, for me, you do bookkeeping, you do website updates, you do social media management, you do an awful lot of admin and back and forth. But you were talking earlier in one of our previous attempts about project management. And I think this is a really interesting area where VAs could help copywriters 
So can you talk me through like how you feel virtual assistants can help with project management? It kind of will come down to how many projects you've got going at once. So if you've got a few different projects going on, then it would basically be looking after that from start to finish. So in terms of the contracts, you start with a contract, make sure the client has it all filled out, make sure it's been signed, sent back, put where it needs to go so that then the brief can be sent out. Once the brief is sent out, making sure that when it comes back, it's filled out to the standard that the copywriter needs. It has all of the information and if anything is missing, going back, clarifying, doing all of that back and forth so that the copywriter can just write. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think that's where a lot of copywriters fall down on the admin side of it and keeping all the plates spinning. And I know that when I had more than like five or six projects, I kind of always felt like, which, what, which, what should I be doing? Which one should I be doing next? Yeah, yeah. Now, it can be really helpful when you have even just a sounding board for situations like that. You have somebody else looking at the big picture of how many things are happening, looking at the diary schedule for time, making sure that all of the information you need is there and ready to go so that you are busy you can use your time effectively and actually be getting things done rather than wasting time going back and forth with people and then feeling like you're behind the eight ball. Yeah, I really agree. I think another thing that copywriters sometimes struggle with is, you know, trying to motivate yourself and knowing, as you said, what you need to do each day. And depending on the type of VA you have, the VA can almost almost organize your life for you and kind of say, hey, well, at the day, this is your top priority. This is what you should be doing, which which could be amazing. And the other thing that, you you know, you do for me is uh, accounting and bookkeeping. And I know that's another area that copywriters find icky. So how, how can VAs help with that? So, especially if um, a VA is already helping with project management, they're going to be pretty on the ball with when a project starts and finishes, which means that they know that then an invoice needs to go out so they can send that out and then check that it's been paid and do any communication to get that paid and happening. Um, And also entering any bills and expenses that come through into your accounting software. So, any of that data entry um, can be done as well as keeping track of when things need to be paid. Yeah, and and also there's a level of um, detachment, which I find, I think, you know, one thing that a lot of copywriters hate doing is chasing up invoices and bills. But if that email is coming from somebody else, it kind of, there's a level of detachment and it kind of keeps your relationship with the client all about the creativity and the relationship. And then it's like someone else is dealing with the icky business of finance, you know? Uh, I think that's a, a really great point. Now, I think one big concern that copywriters have about working with virtual assistants is, you know, trusting them. So trust is one big thing and also getting the most out of copywriters. You know, it's not like we have oodles of money. Maybe we can only afford a few hours of a VA a week. What are the, what's the, the ways that copywriter can get the most from their virtual assistant? Okay. So if it was me, I would have a bit of a strategy session with the copywriter and I would work out from them what their biggest priorities are. If we had a list of 10 things and you had to pick three that needed to be done, I would know what those are to make sure they get done first. Um, Just by learning what's important to a person and by getting to know a person, you do get a sense of um, what is valuable to them and making sure that they are getting that value. Um, I would also be really clear about expectations. So, This is the scope. This is what I want you to do. This is how long it would take me to do it. 
but also get feedback from the VA of how long they think things are going to take um, because sometimes time can be a little bit of a misconception and that can cause problems. But if everyone's really clear about it um, and say, actually, this is really quick, but this will take longer because, and then they can weigh it up themselves. Okay, I know that I want this done, but it is going to take longer. Do I have the finances for that? Or would I rather them tick off 20 quick things instead of doing that one? And just working out your priorities. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I think this is something you and I have worked on a lot um, is, you know, that level of communication. So, you know, you don't want to micromanage people, but it, that, it's helpful sometimes to say, hey, look, I think this is a 30 minute task. And then, the you know, the VA has a go at it and maybe it takes them two hours. And then you have to have a discussion about where that expectation went wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe you were, uh, uh, you know, you were ambitious with your half an hour or maybe the VA took longer because they didn't know the software. And, and also... I think so important something we've touched on in the rest of the episode is it all takes time you know the first time you do something for anybody it takes twice as long and then you get faster and faster and faster and um, so it's an investment isn't it both for the VA and for the copywriter oh absolutely absolutely and you are right the more times that you do something you're going to get quicker and quicker at it and the more that a virtual assistant understands your business overall so the more the longer that they spend with you over time and they the picture builds in their mind of the flow of work and processes in your business and that actually makes each individual task quicker and therefore the entire process quicker because they understand what's happening why it's happening what software is being used all of those things so it is a bit of like you said an investment if you do this and you know that at the start there's going to be a bit of back and forth and there's going to be that learning and orientation period but later on it's exponential how quickly things get done Oh, totally. And I think, you know, we've been through this both with our, myself and you also now do some VA work for my husband. And we're not necessarily, you know, saying by the sounds of it, it sounds like, oh, you know, you need a VA for 20 hours a week to ever get all this. Kind of, but, you know, with my husband, you only do a couple of hours a week. And even over the last sort of two, three months, you are slowly building up that picture. So now a task that at the beginning maybe took, you know, a couple of two-hour chunks now takes an hour um, because so, you know, understand all the different platforms. You've got the logins. You understand what the client wants without almost having to ask, just as we do as copywriters. So any final tips for copywriters who are looking for a VA? You know, they've gone out there. They're trying to find a, a VA. They've got a couple of people who've been recommended. What, 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 would you be, what would be your tip for how to choose the right VA for you? My tip would definitely be to pick someone that you can get along with because if you can get along with the person and almost be quite friendly with them, you're going to be, you're going to find communication easier. You're going to talk through things easier. Um, people, you'll understand each other a lot better and you'll be happy to work with that person. And when I work with clients that I like or I enjoy the work that I'm doing, they actually get a lot better value from me. So if that if that's always my biggest thing. Find somebody that you can feel open to talking to and that you quite like their personality because otherwise it's just going to be a drag. 
That is absolutely my number one tip as well. I've had many virtual assistants. And if you do not get on, I have a similar sense of humor, be able to laugh at the same thing. But also, I don't know. It's just a click, isn't it? Like, you know, you've got the same mindset. You're both really laid back or you're both a bit anal. I'd say Leanne and I are both a bit anal. And that just works. <laughs> you know, like you, you you anticipate my sort of odd odd quirks because I feel you have odd quirks too. So I think that's a fantastic tip. Leanne, thank you so much for dropping into our virtual assistant episode you can find out more about leanne in the show notes for this episode i will include a link to her website and uh, but don't steal her she's mine i'm sure she has a little (laughs) bit of extra time to spare but she's mine don't take her from me or i will hunt you down (laughs) thanks leanne thanks kate okay so there you go what what did you think of her responses I think think she must have read our notes. It was perfectly (laughs) a lot super advice there. I know, and she obviously wasn't going to say that she hates working for me, but I had to. (laughs) I need my ego massage. But I thought it was important to hear from a VA and there's some interesting points there around the project management, some of the points you mentioned as well. So she didn't read our notes. It's just a miracle. So there you go. Yeah, but that was like if, you, if you're wondering about like how a VA can help, if, you, if you're if you still wondering how a VA can help, you can see from what Leanne said just how much of a partnership yes. a great VA can be to take so much work off your plate yes. to let you either, oh, have some lifetime mm. or take on more profitable work. Totally. And I think what, you know, the point there is you don't necessarily need to go into the VA relationship knowing exactly what you want. A good VA will kind of eke it out of you. So it's funny, every day Leanne will be like, you know, I can actually do that or I can actually do that. And it's sometimes I kind of, I'm like, she's, she could reconcile my zero, but I love reconciling zero. So I'm like, you could do it, but I enjoy it. So you can't have that. Um, (laughs) That's mine. Well, now we've got some questions from our listeners. So um, the first one is from Lisa Neeb and she asks, how do you protect yourself when giving access to confidential information? So that's a really, really great, uh, question i think you can of course uh, grab an nda uh, a non-disclosure agreement and get your uh, va to sign that a lot of vas will actually have a non-disclosure agreement uh, that they will ask you to sign which basically just yeah. says you know they can't talk about what they do for you they can't you know work on the same sort of client i did actually approach one va and she was actually working for somebody who i guess you could call her a competitor i don't really think of it that way but she actually spoke to this other person and said hey i'd like to do some work for kate and the other person said no uh, but i i respected that i thought that was really good that the va asked the first client because that's good. Um, so you can do that. The other thing I recommend is, as I mentioned in a previous episode, there's a great software called LastPass, which is a free uh, password software. You have a master password. It stores then all your passwords for all your social media platforms and everything else. I don't use it for financial things, but I do use it for all like you know, scheduling. Then what you can do is you can actually send your VA access to a particular software, but they don't see your passwords. Mm. What it also means is you get a, you can see which things your VA has access to, and it's very easy to click through and delete their access if things go wrong. So, you know, you're not having to change passwords because you've given them out to all your VAs. So that's that's how I've handled it. Have you any tips on that, Belinda? No, pretty much that. Um, I've always used the VA's confidentiality agreement, and I've, you know, it's been very robust 
Kirsty's was very robust yeah. and I've used LastPass. Actually, when I started working with Kirsty, it was pre-LastPass, but um, since then I've gone through and strengthened up all my passwords. So we use LastPass now and it's just, it's just yeah. easy. Really easy, yeah. So I've got one from Zoe Hanna, who's um, a copywriter who, who is doing my course, done my course in my community, and she says, how do you know when you're ready to hire a VA? Because, you know, we've alluded to before, when you're starting out, you're thinking, oh, am I earning enough? Is it a financial measure? Um, I think it's at the point when you are starting to become aware of how much time you are spending on tasks and you're starting to become frustrated about tasks that you feel like someone else could do. What about you, Kate? I think it's that and I think it's when you are having to turn jobs down because you don't have capacity. So when you're saying to people, yeah, I could do your job, but you're going to have to wait two or three weeks because that is at the point where you, you, there is only the problem with being a copywriter is that we exchange our time for money. Mm. And although we can increase our rates and not charge by the hour and charge fixed projects fees, all of which are covered in our pricing episode, if you haven't heard it, there comes a point of no return where there are literally no more hours left that you can squeeze out of the week. So that's when you need to A, make your processes better. And if you have good processes, it's very easy to look at bits of those processes that you could give to someone else. If you don't have processes, you can't delegate them. No, that's exactly that's the right. Problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I find, right. you know, a lot of copywriters who can't use VAs is because when I say to them, okay, well, what are the steps from when a job comes in to it goes out? They're like, I don't know. Unless you have that articulated and clear, then you can't say, hey, well, I could hand off steps four to six because I don't need to be involved in those. So I think there's a step before having your processes ready and, you know, having capacity, but also give it a try. I mean, it's not a lifetime commitment. It's not like getting a dog. You know, BAs can just be for Christmas, not for life. (laughs) You know, you don't have to form, you know, it can be a one night stand kind of thing. You could have some projects that you need some help with and you could work with a VA for a short period of time and then that could be the end of it. You know, we've we've talked here a lot about ongoing relationships, but I remember I did a huge content audit of my site, of every blog post, and I worked with one VA to go through and update all of them and change headers and whatever, and that was it. It was a finite job and, you know, we haven't done more. Not that she was bad, but it just there wasn't more work to do. So I think it's a number of different things. Um, do you want to ask the next one? It's it's a following. I should. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm getting confused. Um, we have a question from Becky Brown and Zoe Hanna, who I think are both your lovely students. So they say, "Do you have any tips?" Oh, this is such a good one. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any tips on letting go of control and the and the my, do it myself mindset? Yeah. Haha. What are your tips? Um, I think once you have. Once you have your processes, like that, as we said, is an essential first step. I think give someone a small thing to do. See that they can do it or they can't. So assuming you've um, been through that process, you've found a good VA, give them something small to do, then give them something bigger and give them something bigger again. I think that's kind of slow growth of the amount of work you can outsource um, can really help with letting it go. It certainly helped me let go of a lot more. And then it was this huge kind of like, oh my God, what else can I give you? You know, I was just like trying to hand over as much as possible. Um, but what we said earlier, you are going to think you can do it faster and you just have to silence that voice. What about you, Kate? Cause I know you're a controller. You do. Yeah. I have a control. What did you call me? How dare you? 
Yes, I, I absolutely am. I mean, this is how far my relationship has gone with Leanne. Sometimes I even let her write like my status updates on Facebook. Very rarely, but like some, and she is so good now understanding me that she even writes odd little phrases that I would write. And I look back at it later and I'm going, did I write that? I don't remember writing that, but it sounds like me. So it just shows how far yeah. I've come in terms of giving up control. It is a slow process. As you said, you know, you wouldn't let your kid bake a cake, but you might let him start off whisking an egg. It's the same thing, you know, and you'll be surprised at how much a VA can do. And soon, although you, you, know, you think you can do it faster, soon they will be doing it faster than you. And that's when you go, yes, this was a good decision. So I think we've mm-hmm. we've done a long one there, but I think it was an important episode because it's a question that comes up a lot. Um, and I hope those tips were helpful. If you have any more questions, as always, you can you know hit us up on our Facebook page or Twitter and ask us more. But hopefully that was useful. And as you know, now at the end of the show, we say goodbye and we give a shout out to somebody who's left us a lovely review. If you haven't left us a review yet, please do. This one is from Read, Write, Learn Well. And it says, Hot Copy with Kate Toon and Belinda Weaver is excellent. These two talented Australian copywriters, I'm British, deliver a regular podcast filled with practical tips and conversation that's delivered in a way that makes the listener feel like they're sitting down with two friends who really know their stuff. Any freelancer would find Hot Copy well worth a listen. This one's definitely a five star. What a lovely review. Thank you very much. Mm. Thank you to you for listening. As I said, if you like the show, please don't forget to leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts your review will help others find us and we'll give you a shout out on the show and of course you can head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode so now's the decision do you have a VA are you considering one has this episode persuaded you that it might be worth dipping your toe in the VA pond let us know on Twitter or Facebook and that was a great episode thank you so much Belinda thank you Kate until next time happy writing thanks for listening right to the end if you enjoyed this podcast you might enjoy my two other podcasts I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success which is all about SEO tips advice and helping you grapple the Google beast And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. And here we are. Hello. How the devil are you? So lovely to chat. Ages. I know. (laughs) 